0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Alone at Lunch early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today.
1: You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium, Apple Card, or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply.
2: This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment.
0: Hello and welcome back to Alone at Lunch. Uh, that was a weird way to start, but we're doing it. I, uh, I we're, am, here. we're here. I am Emily Walsh, and I'm here with only my co-host, as always, Carly Montag.
3: Wow, only me, only you. you. To down. That is, yeah,
0: that is definitely how I wanted to frame that. And it's so just exciting. Only little old Carly. So we're just gonna we're gonna Carly do a little catch Emily, up. The
3: dynamic duo. Pew 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 pew. Yeah, we just a little uh, catch up episode. Nice. We're just gonna
0: catch up, and uh, we got some stuff to chat about. And we, you know, I don't know. Is I feel like. I uh, I always take up a lot of the conversation, so no. I'm just going to let Carly talk for a little while and I, you know, um,
3: you, you know, the problem with me is I'm going to still ask all you all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have the floor and use the opportunity to just ask questions. I mean, um, that's I'm, fine. I've never been very good at talking about myself and it's not I'm not saying that nobody should. It's just I always want to like ask other people. Maybe I just don't have anything interesting to say or maybe I do. Who knows? We'll find out.
0: We're going to find out today. And if <laughs> you don't have anything interesting to say in the next hour, then you never will. That's how I feel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I do. I'm a very interesting person. Um, where to even begin? Well, the the big news I guess for me to share with the whole podcast universe is uh I have am taking the plunge and I'm leaving New York. I'm moving out of New York City.
0: <laughs> that's a sad that's a sad sound. <laughs> <laughs> she is leaving. Uh, but that is exciting I know. also
3: it's it's a bittersweet i mean i'm not leaving comedy we're not leaving the podcast the only thing is i'm moving my body and uh the beauty of cars and the beauty of the internet is that we can just keep doing what we're doing yeah the only thing
0: that you're gonna hear differently as a listener is uh train stories stories about the (laughs) acela maybe um yeah maybe we'll get some more dc comics on the podcast that would be exciting absolutely That's
3: kind of the only change comic reach out. Yeah. DC anything or, you know, if you're anybody and you want to be on this podcast, let us know.
0: Honestly, just tell us and we'll probably put you (laughs) on there. (laughs) If you do it politely and you tell us your times up front, we're going to book you.
3: Yeah. So I'm I I will be working in Washington, D.C., but I will be living in northern Virginia, which I liken it to if you are in the New York area um living in like Jersey City or Hoboken. Like gotcha. that's the closeness of it. So um, what kind make... of
0: uh abode are you moving to an apartment or like a townhouse? Yep, still
3: in the, still an apartment. Um you know just a little bit more space, a little bit less noise. Um I'll be, I'm li- I'm moving with my girlfriend, Kate. She's coming with me Um, or I'm going with her. Really? It depends how you look at it. We're going <laughs>
0: together. <laughs> well, you're going, going first. With- so technically she's going with you.
3: No, we're, we're going at the same time.
0: Oh, I don't know why. Oh, I guess because you're training, you were there or something.
3: Yeah. So I'm, I'm here now just getting something settled in the apartment and Kate started a new job. So she's working from home and we didn't, it was too complicated to try to set up internet and her working environment in a speed that would be fit. So I'm just here to getting some stuff organized. And then eventually when we move for good, we'll be coming at the same time together.
0: Well, that's exciting. You can dramatically drive out of New York city together and play some songs and feel some feelings.
3: It's up to you. (laughs) Is there like a goodbye? Like goodbye yellow brick road. I don't know. I don't know how much (laughs) of a
0: reader you are, um, but there is a book that I read a long time ago, which I guess I was when I was like 26, 27, I was contemplating leaving New York because I was still doing like freelance stuff and I hadn't like dated anybody in a few years and like I had friends, but like I just was like, what kind of the same moment that I feel like you partially were having is like, what's keeping me in this city specifically? And I bought this book called Goodbye to All That, and it's like a collection of essays. Ooh. Of writers that like all felt like they needed to live in the city for the same reason that like a lot of people in industries do, and then all decided to leave and like how that went and why they decided and they're all like personal essays. It's not like a like how to leave or whatever, but it's yeah. it's a good book. It's and it's nice to like either affirm your choice or if it's like not you reading it, somebody else might like. I I kind of was like read it and was like I'm not quite ready to do that yet because a lot of people were mm-hmm. like moving. Like with a partner or for a job or because like an opportunity came or they just were so exhausted. And I was like, I'm tired, but I'm not exhausted. like I haven't quite gotten to that point.
3: I feel like all those reasons are why I'm leaving.
0: Yeah. Just Uh, all piled together.
3: Yeah. You know, I... I grew up in Northern New Jersey and used to visit New York city a lot and went to NYU and went to NYU again for my master's and started working in the city. And I, there are people who grow up in New York and never, ever leave. There are people who move and raise families there and all the power to them. But I, I just wanted to try something new. Like I don't know anything different. I studied abroad for like four months and, I guess that's like a taste of something different, but there's always that like, okay, we're going back to New York at the end. Yeah. Um. So this was kind of just like, uh, and you know, we have obviously every ability to leave the Virginia DC area in a year or whenever, and just uh, try something different, but it's kind of like, a, I don't know. It's like an ex- adventure, I guess.
0: It's totally an adventure. And it's like a different type of like my friend who used to live in DC and I know you're gonna live in Virginia, but she like loved it. And I remember going to visit, and it, as much as it's still like a city that's on the East Coast, that's not super far away from here, it does have its own vibe and like flavor yeah, it's and so like
3: different.
0: it's always di- like whoa, well, the subway, you can't eat on the subway. It's so clean. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So that'll I'm be exciting.
3: Excited. I'm gonna eat on the subway. I'm gonna do it.
0: So you've you've really never. <laughs> So you, I know you've moved because you like moved to New York from your parents' house, but you've never like, and you've moved apartments, but you've never done like a full on, do different city. Everything's getting on the truck. Like I'm a grown
3: up. I'm moving. No, no, I've never done that. I've pretty much always had like my parents move stuff from one house to the next, or <laughs> or you, you know, guys getting movers. Uh, we are. We we just figured that out today. It was a whole to do. We had no sense of how much it should cost, or like how like if they can do it in the same day, since it's like kind of close but not really. And every place we call just was like, okay, so you're gonna book, and we're just like, no, we just want to get a sense. And-
0: yeah, we just wanted an estimate. I guess that's what it would be. Yeah.
3: I um, and so we did book something, and I hope it works out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope that it- your stuff gets from one place to another. I have never the past two moves in the city I had was like, I should get movers. Like I'm over 30, but then I was like kind of giving myself the little wiggle room of like, but Danny's not yet. And then, but the last time we moved, uh, his parents came and they have a box truck. They have like a big truck that is like 16 feet long. So not quite like a moving truck, but very big, like bigger than a U-Haul that you would rent yourself. Like, um, we assumed it was going to be big enough. And, I, but it, I, I kind of planned it diabolically, but not on purpose because I, we had to move a certain weekend and I had gotten into a comedy festival in Pittsburgh. So I was going to be in Pittsburgh. So I was not moving. And I, so I did my best to be like, we're packed up. Like it's all put together. It's all tidy. You know, it, it all has labels, but goodbye. And I won't be there. And, <laughs> nice. uh, Danny and his parents and some of our friends moved us. But it was two trips. It wasn't one trip. Like, and yeah. in Astoria, but it was, like, a full day. And I got home, right. and I, like, parked the car in Astoria, and I'm, uh, they told me they were at the bar downstairs. They were like, come have a beer. We, we're all done. We're, like, cheersing. And I was like, oh, I totally will. I'm just going to throw my stuff upstairs. Um, you know, I had my suitcase. I was like, I'm just going to do that, and then I'll come down, and I opened the door, and, like, literally everything was in the wrong room. Like, it was just, it was chaotic. And I I'm oh, still... No. I'm so thankful. Like I will never say anything and I really appreciate everything, but I just walked in and was like, I cannot say anything because (laughs) I didn't help. And that's what like, I didn't pay money, but I paid in this, like I paid in this moment (laughs) of like opening up. Did you
3: make everybody come back upstairs and refix it?
0: No, of course not. Like our bed (laughs) and part of it was Danny's fault. Like I think our bed was in the wrong bedroom. Like we have a two bedroom and I get why he was confused but we had decided to put our to make our bedroom the smaller rooms because the other room the room I'm in right now is like our office slash like storage slash exercise slash everything else so like yeah but like our bed was in this room and then like the hardware for the like the little baggie of like screws for the bed was missed so it was like a whole it was a yeah. big adventure but the uh yeah, I've never, I haven't had to actually pay a mover in my life yet. I'm sure it's, it'll happen someday, but.
3: Yeah, I paid movers once, maybe twice. The first time I paid movers was to move to the, the financial district and then Hurricane Sandy hit. And then I paid movers to move out of the financial District when my apartment was condemned for flooding. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. We had to wait a couple, like maybe a month or two to get access to our apartment because it was on like the 23rd floor of this high rise. And all the it had flooded so bad that you know, nothing was working. Wow. And so finally they got the express elevators to work. And they were like, okay, move now or forever old. Or never move.
0: Did you? (laughs) I'm assuming you weren't there for the hurricane. You left.
3: So I was out of that building, but I was still in New York. Like I just went to my friend's house, who was in like the East Village and stayed because of my apartment. You know, there was, I don't know if you were in this area at that time, but there was like literally they had a map and they were like if you were in this area you gotta go like out." and i was literally like in the red zone so i went to my friend's apartment who was in not the red zone and her power went out but at least it didn't flood so then we went from her apartment to her another friend's apartment on the upper east side and stayed there but um yeah so then finally when we got the go-ahead like a month later i moved all my stuff out and uh that was my My biggest experience with movers, and um, it's fine. I mean, within the city, it's really fine. You get just get it, you know. Yeah. You're willing to pay for it, you just pay, and then you it's done. Like you just pack up and leave. But this is my first move. Where like I'm like, well, what happens if like they beat me to DC, and then they're just waiting around, and I'm like an hour away? (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: There's like a different traffic pat. Like who knows? Like what if I have to stop to pee more than they do? Like do I pay them to sit in the truck? Like
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: And, like, D.C. traffic is a nightmare, I'm told. I don't really know. I've driven past it. Yeah.
3: We can kind of go around it because, I mean, we have to go through it for, like, a second. But I'm I'm excited and nervous. And I think, you know, not to make it about the pod, I mean, to make it about the podcast, but not. But I've, you know, like, leaving New York, people like come to new york and i'm leaving new york especially in the comedy world so yeah like yeah. i'm like almost like a shame to tell people that i'm leaving new york to go live somewhere else and still do comedy because people are literally <laughs> it's the opposite you know and i don't want to feel like i'm like oh i'm gonna try it in a scene that's easier or you know i'm gonna go be a that. big
0: fish yeah like yeah, i'm gonna go walk around and that. tell people i'm from new york city
3: I know. I was like, "How many spots can I get? But- <laughs> what credit are
0: you going to use for your shows?" Just like New Yorker, Carly Montag is here. <laughs> yeah,
3: um, the Alone at Lunch podcast. <laughs> I mean, duh.
0: I mean, duh. duh. Obviously,
3: but yeah. So, I'd like, I'm I'm a little bit nervous to like start telling people in this community because I'm you know the comedy community because I just don't want that. Like, oh, really? Why? You know?
0: Yeah, but I feel like at this point, only the worst people are gonna like. Genuinely feel that because there's like, <laughs> there's just so many reasons to like leave the city. There's so many reasons. Like, I remember starting, and I've said it a thousand times on the podcast. But I started at thirty, which is later. But I still remember meeting comics that were like my age now, like thirty five, thirty six, or or maybe a little older, that were either like exhausted by it or quitting. And uh, granted, a lot of them were women, and. I remember talking to somebody who was like, I think I'm quitting. Like, it's just, and that's this person. I don't want to like put them on blast or whatever, but they had an album out. They were in more shows than I was like, in my eyes, they were successful. Like in my eyes, I was like this, you are headlining this bar show I'm doing and you have an album. (laughs) So you are like the top of comedy. And I remember being like a little judgmental in my head and being like, you know, you're giving up or whatever. And now I still see this person on social media They seem so much happier. Like they like and granted they did stop and I know you're not going to stop. So it's a different situation. But I think the day that you look at your own like trajectory and say, what are my goals? Why am I still doing this? And how do I achieve those? It's like a lot easier because New York City wants you to be like rising and grinding and then like to to achieve the same three goals. Like I feel like it's very like. And it's also like, I feel like you're working towards things only because other people have had them. It's like, oh, of course I want to get in that club because so-and-so's at that club. Or of course I need to do that show. It seems like the coolest show there is. And like, I have those goals and I don't think they're invalid, but I do have to stop every once in a while and be like, okay, literally, like what's your hopeful timeline? And you don't want to like do that too much and take away any hope that you do have because it's not fun to be like well if you're not doing this in two years then you failed like i i guess all that is to say like everyone has a different journey and like at this point post covid like in the life we live in right now it's hard to live here it's like even harder than it ever has been to live here and shows are back but I still don't think we're back like a hundred percent and it's still weird to be around here and rents have gone up and like the pandemic showed all of us like do something that makes you happy and like make sure you're happy in your living space and make sure you're happy in your routine and make sure you're happy in your relationships because if you're not like, what are we doing here?
3: Yeah. And I also feel like starting comedy in New York, you got, I get like the crap a crash course. Like I got almost five years of
2: open mics every day
3: and intenseness. And I can like take all of that learning and growth and like, just move it somewhere else. And, and in no way saying that I'm farther ahead than someone who started in DC. I'm just saying that, like, I have this experience that I can just like, hopefully just like start, you know, in the middle, not in terms of like stage time, just like Knowledge of comedy, yeah, if that makes sense, yeah,
0: and I think you know, because so. I have no people that are like you know, regionally very successful, and I almost think it's like not easier to get noticed, but you can once you get to a certain point, you do get to like feature and open for some exciting people because if you're one of like the you know best comedy comics in town and that club or that theater wants a local opener, then you're like in the biz because no clubs, like it used to be that you could be a feature on the road. And that was your whole career. And you just like traveled around and feature. I was literally listening to, um, I knew this before, but I was listening to smart List the other day and David Spade was on it. And he was talking about his like coming up and it was like, <sighs> smart List is always like kind of a tough podcast for me because I love all three of those actors but it is a very privileged chat like it's just like people who a haven't try haven't needed to get in anywhere in 20 years like they're very established and they're very just like white men talking about golf courses but sometimes they have interesting conversations and they i think they do their best but how much can you do if, if you literally don't know cuz they'll they'll ask people they're like how did you do it and how do people do it now but most of their guests are people their age so they're like oh well You know, like David Spade, I think he was a stand up for like two years and then he auditioned for SNL. Like, it's just a different timeline. (laughs) But he was talking about being a middle, like being a feature on the road. And I forget the number he said, but he said, like, you could make X amount of dollars in a weekend, like hundreds of dollars and like get put up and just travel around being a feature. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't really exist anymore. Like people bring people on the road for the whole tour, if they're doing a tour or they'll say like to these two cities or this one place or whatever. But for the most part, the club can't support it. So it has to be either like a really wealthy, famous comic or theaters where they're, it's so big that they can pay the feature and pay to put them up, but it's just not sustainable anymore. So I do think it helps like strong comics in smaller scenes, like get a little more exposure.
3: Yeah. That's what I'm, I mean, that, that's, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> that would, that would, <laughs> That would be a great that's a great goal for me. Um, And I definitely have thought about that. Uh, Obviously, I'm, you know, working against people who have already like been established in that scene. But, you know, that's the beauty of moving anywhere is you're just always going to start from wherever you start and try to work your way back up. Are you going to try to get
0: like a new look? Are you gonna are you, Are you gonna pretend that you like always know, wore hats I could or something?
3: I could, I could I could change my I could have a stage I could have a new name I could be having stage name Yeah, nobody would know. get a
0: catchphrase. You could be like Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> and be like, and that's how I know you're a lesbian or whatever you want to do. Like,
3: <laughs> yeah, that's it. That...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just spitballing. There's no bad ideas of brainstorming. just walking around
3: and me like get them done get them done, get them done. <laughs> not get her done that's already been taken yeah but. so get
0: them done get, get them that's done. for everybody that's the that's that's millennial version
3: <laughs> yeah it's i'm excited and um i'm gonna be closer to my sister who lives down here and my cousins live in maryland not too far away and i haven't lived near them in a long time. Yeah. I mean, my cousins i have pretty much never lived near them. They've always just come up from Maryland. And my sister has been out of my space since she moved to college, which was, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, how how old she is. Um, So it's, it'll be nice. Like to just be like tonight, I feel like going over to my sister's house and I haven't been able to do that like ever. (laughs) Yeah.
0: To casually be able to hang out with somebody that you never could before is like a real nice treat. Like, I have yeah. cousins that are like an hour away now, and it's not quite like, oh, I'll go over tonight, but it is like, what are you guys doing this weekend? Like, what if we came down this weekend? And like, that was never, we could never like spur the moment see them before.
3: Yeah, because I don't have any friends down here. So I'm a little bit, it's, I think it's going to be, I don't know how to make a friends as an adult. I mean, like, like I kind of do because from comedy, but. Yeah. Like, well, first I, of
0: all, brag I mean, about the podcast. Like, Maybe we should make shirts and you can wear it and it'll just say yeah. alone at lunch and they'll be like, are you what's hoping there? to stay alone, or like what? What's the deal <laughs> yeah. with this shirt? And then you're like, "Oh my god, I have like a really great podcast." And but oh, like
3: a hashtag alone together on the back.
0: There you go. This is these <laughs> are good
3: ideas. <laughs> these are we're just uh we're just springboarding here, but it sounds pretty promising. Sounds
0: like a pretty good idea. So you're well, gonna yeah, be haven't... alone at lunch, like your first day at this new job. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna do headphones? Mm-hmm. No headphones. Like, how are you gonna approach this? I don't even
3: know. Like. People, so I work in healthcare and I, when I went to like see the new place, they are like, well, you know, this is where we like write our notes and some people eat lunch here, but not really. And everybody kind of just does their own thing. So I'm like, does anybody even like talk to each I don't even know what the vibe yeah. is. I have no idea.
0: And like every time, I like- cause I work at new job sites, not all the time, but you know, a couple times a year. And then there's always that like fear of like, okay, it's lunch. Where do I go to lunch? I'm going to Google couple lunch places and then i feel like you bring back the lunch and people are like you went to such and such and you're like i don't know like you didn't tell me not to
3: go to tony's or whatever like (laughs) yeah you're like bringing pbj and everyone's like oh we all always go to this place like it's weird that you brought your own it's weird
0: that you brought lunch like we always (laughs) go to sweet green or like whatever the fuck they do yeah
3: i know not to make lunch like not to be so literal, literal about alone at lunch, but it is a very like scary time. Yeah, in school, at work, it's like... stressful. Why did not nobody talk about that? I mean, oh, <laughs> we you could, are. You but...
0: could bring a book. You could just fully be like, "I'm a smart girl, and I'm reading this book. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm reading this book called Goodbye to All That. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly, and they'll be like,
0: "Wow, she's really going through something. Let's either leave her alone or be her friend. That could go either way. Honestly, I've been
3: reading my i do read uh i just finished especially mm, my list is coming out when i'm nervous no my uh i do read uh cecil i read cecily strong's new book i've heard that name
0: i don't know who. do i know who that cecily is strong
3: from snl oh yeah
0: yeah yeah out of context you, you know, i didn't cecily- know she wrote a book
3: yeah <laughs> yeah she wrote a book uh it's about her cousin who passed away very sad if you're looking for like a fun snl person wrong book book. it's a great book but not a happy book um so uh but i do i read on my phone like i read on my on my kindle or on the library app on my phone so it just looks like i'm playing on my phone but i'm actually being very astute i'm being very smart
0: there you go. I used to never want to own a Kindle because I am a all the time reader and I got was very judgmental of them. I was like, you gotta own the book, you gotta feel the pages. And then I was like, you know what? I read big books sometimes. And I don't want to carry them around. <laughs> so Kindle it yeah, is. That's fair. Yeah.
3: Did you um when you when you moved to New York, was that like a big move for you? Like were you like nervous? Like it was I'm a... nervous? Huge. How move. old were you again?
0: I was right after college, so I was twenty two. Okay. And, and did I... you have a job, or you just
3: were com- nope. going
0: for it? I came here with like six hundred bucks, and uh, I had paid, like literally, I was broke. So I, um, I graduated college, and I was smart enough to not come here right away, and I took a summer job, and then a couple of fall jobs that were housed me. So I was right after college. I was in Vermont for the summer. And then I went to Connecticut, and then Hawaii, and then Connecticut, and then back to Hawaii, and then to Boston. So that took me to January, and then I moved in with my friend. Uh, and unfortunately, right away, he got a tour that was like very well paying. Uh, he works in theater, so he left like right. We lived together for a very brief amount of time in the only the one year we lived together, but I uh, we had paid we had to pay. Um, Basically, anywhere we looked, we moved to Washington Heights and anywhere we looked wanted a double security deposit because we just were young and we didn't have any money. So they were like, you have to pay like the double security first and last. So I had to I was my rent was seven hundred dollars a month, which was amazing, but uh, would be amazing now was a lot to me then. So I had to pay twenty eight hundred dollars just to like get here which was kind of like most of the money I had. And the the crazy yeah. thing about theater and like the, the theater I was doing, like you, um, you get hired for these little, like the first thing you kind of do when you get here is you get hired for these touch-up calls, these like four hour painting touch-up calls because a shop builds the scenery and then it gets loaded into the theater that basically purchased it from them. Like they hired the shop to, to build it and paint it. Then it moves in and then whatever happens to that set They have to pay an artist to come in and and touch it up and make it look good. And so those, you usually do that first because once you get a little better, you're at a shop full time. So it's usually like somebody that is freelancing still. So I would do these calls, but even I think like three or four weeks before I moved, like not even that long before, let's say a month, I emailed like the four or five people I knew that had either gone to school with me and had moved here earlier or I had met summer at Summerstock or whatever networking, you know, I'd done. And of the people that a- replied to me, they were all like, oh, well, don't tell me you're in New York till you're actually in New York. Like, email me once you get here. So there was like no safe. There was no plan. And I was like, I guess. But I haven't Why? had a job. Why? Just because the touch up calls are sporadic. They're not like planned. It's like, oh, do we need one? Wow. So I mean, I guess I could have also people like to be judgy. It's the same in comedy. It's the same as if you like emailed and you were like, How do I get into the New York comedy scene? Somebody'd be like, Well, yeah. move here and shut up. So it's kind of the <laughs> same same vibe. And so I came here and I I guess I could have gotten another job, like a non-theater job, but I started doing summer theater. The summer after my freshman year of college, actually, no, the summer before college, I started doing summer theater, and I would work doing that, and then I had a work-study job in theater at college, so I had not done anything that wasn't painting scenery since I was, like, 16 for work, so Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't even know if I could get, like, a bartending job or a bakery (laughs) job or, like, a whatever, like, I... For a moment, I was going to go work at The Strand because, again, a very uh, big reader thought very highly of myself reading-wise. You have to take a
3: test. But you have to take a <laughs> test.
0: And I was like, I yeah. can't take a test. And I, You have to be
3: really book yeah, smart.
0: book smart. And I honestly, I might have been able to pass the test at the time. I definitely wouldn't now. But I also felt guilty taking a job that I knew I would quit if I got to do what I wanted. And I didn't know when that would happen. So I was like, I can't take this test and work here for a month and then be like, goodbye. Um, so yeah, I was completely broke and I like just barely made it and it was wild. I mean, I was working like the first thing I did and the, when people like I do these like talkbacks sometimes with like students that, um, want to be scenic artists, like where I used to work and where I went to school and they're always like, how did you get started? And how did you do these like cool things? Cause like the two things I did really young were the cruise ships and the theme parks. And so everybody wants to know how that happened. But it all just kind of happens. Like the first week I was in New York, I went around and showed my portfolio to everybody that was um, might potentially be hiring. So they're not even hiring. You just email them and you're like, hey, can I come and like show you my portfolio? And I went to this one place and they were like, hey, uh, cool, we don't need you, but thanks. And then they called me the next day and they were like, this is not scenic art, but we did this installation. I forget exactly what happened, but basically they owed a company, they owed Mac cosmetics, like 30 more hours of labor. So they were going to repaint their offices. So they were like, this isn't like exciting, but if it's the same rate of pay, like we'll still pay you the normal rate if you just want to paint this office. So I did that. And then right after that, uh, the company that I ended up doing all the theme parks with that I went to Mexico and Malaysia and um, Mm -hmm. Chicago, the most exciting city of all with, with them like two weeks later, they called the shop that I painted the office for. And they were like, "You, do you have any painters that are available to go to Mexico? And they were like, well, we just met this person who just moved to the city. She might be available. And then I worked for them off and on for like six months. So it's like all that stuff yeah. just kind of happens. But no, happens. I had no plan. I did have a couple friends, but not. I have a lot of friends that live here now from college. But one of them had still had a year. Two of them still had a year school left. Um, one of them moved to, like, East New York, like, way out in Brooklyn, and she was doing all this crazy theater stuff, and I would go there, and they had, like, a squirrel living in the wall. And one of them stayed <laughs> oh, in Boston, geez. and one of them stayed in Boston, and then went to D.C. Like, a lot of people have ended up here, but they weren't here the first year. Like, the first year was, like, a much smaller crew of people. So it was definitely yeah. overwhelming. And I had only been to New York one time ever in my life for one day. Because you wanted
3: to work in... In theater right that was ultimately what you wanted to that do? was the goal yeah to do but to, my so what's funny to me is that you kind of did what comedians do when they move to new york but you were doing something else for scenic, yeah for scenic design and then once you were established and had settled like in, in terms of like feeling comfortable then you started doing comedy
0: yeah i feel like it's <laughs> a very weird spot to be in and i feel like you're in it too but i feel like it's a weird place where there are comics that have day jobs and then there are comics that have careers that are day jobs. Like I would consider yeah. both of our jobs careers. I am literally Absolutely. there's yeah, we both like, went to
3: school for this. We both
0: went to school for this. There's one step above what I do that I could even do if I wanted to, but I don't want to, like I could be a boss. I don't want to be a boss, but I'm like done. I'm at the top of the ladder that there is. And so I, that is kind of when I finally had time to like think about like, cause I was just too busy working. Like when I was at Juilliard I would work 40 hours a week and then I would, they would let me paint other backdrops in their shop because I needed to make more money because they didn't pay me very well at Juilliard, which yeah, yeah. that felt like it should have been a really big, exciting job, but it was like, <laughs> yeah, eh, you can pay your rent. You can't like go anywhere, do anything. Yeah. So yeah, I was like finally in the union, which was my goal before I even really understood what it was. Like when I was in college, I was like, I'm going to move to New York city. and I'm going to join this union. So I like reached my, lofty goal but then I just realized it wasn't my goal anymore I guess I know
3: yeah that's it. I've also had the kind of that like when I went to I I started OT school before I started doing comedy uh, occupational therapy school and when I started school my goal was like I'm gonna get my my you have to get your master's but I was like maybe I'll even go get my PhD I'll become a professor I'll like do i'll like work my way up in in this world and just like be the best there can be and then you know as you're starting to work and you're like really seeing what it's actually about and you're like oh maybe i'm not as passionate as i thought i yeah. was or maybe there's something else and then you see people who are so passionate and you're like well glad that you exist but... <laughs> i'm glad you're
0: still here i'm glad you're doing yeah. the work i uh i wish that like i wish that our our country in general let people figure it out for a little longer. Like I wish that we were encouraged to like be a little more open-minded at like 17, 18, 20, like maybe now it's different, but I just remember like having a lot of expectations to make a decision and to like stick with that decision. And like every time I talk to a 17 year old, I'm like, you're not the smartest person I've ever met. Like, I don't know why we're giving them like even, and that, that sounds rude, but even talking to like my cousin's kids that are 17, 18, 19, going to college, they're like smart kids and they're really hopeful and they're really excited and they have these plans and i get excited when i talk to them but then i think to myself like what are you going to actually do like how long will you do this path and where will you go with it or what will be the end result of this
3: yeah although they I- are a
0: lot of science based so maybe they'll just actually do it i don't know
3: <laughs> well it's like it's so amazing to me when people pick a career and stay with it for their entire careers i mean my parents both did that. They, you know, uh, they did, They knew what they wanted to do early on and they did it until they retired or, or about to retire. But like, I think about people who are like, you know, in their thirties and like they're like, oh this job is so rough, and they're like, but it's too late to change it. I'm like, you have like 30 more years. Do you want to do it for like doing this job exactly? Think like about how long you've been alive. Years. And even then... if you went back to school and it took you like five years to figure out what your next step, you still have 25 more years. <laughs> like, correct. It's so crazy that our mindset is like, well, it's too late now. It's like, no, you're not even ha- like halfway there. Yeah,
0: unless you're gonna die tomorrow, it's not too yeah. late now. And I think. that's the mindset that gets us all depressed honestly
3: and it's also because there's you know so much of it is dependent on you have to go back to school and everything costs money and then i don't have the money for like it's so it's so frustrating that like so much of what we do is is ultimately learned on the job anyway but we have to like get so many degrees we have to learn so many things like there it's just it's just frustrating because it like makes you stick you know, you pay however much money to get a degree and then you have to pay off that degree only to realize you don't even want to work there anymore in five years. The amount of people like, that it's a exist crazy experience. that are
0: still paying off degrees they don't use is so frustrating because you're just like, yeah, that didn't get where you you where you wanted to be. It didn't get you anywhere. It just is now debt you carry. And it's like at the same time you see on like TikTok or in, the Internet or whatever, these young people that are like. Okay, these are the four side hustles that I do so that I don't like that I make this much money or whatever. And you're like, Congratulations, but are you missing out on something? And are you missing like life skills? And how long will all these side hustles be like real? Like I think we need to teach money management to people much younger. And unfortunately
3: I or think Or at all. Or like, at all. Like we never do. We never <laughs> I do. I don't even know. Honestly, we never. Where do you do. learn to do your taxes? Where do you learn? Like literally, where do you learn to do your taxes from I... your parents? Like, what's the what's the how are you supposed to learn it? I mean, maybe because I at thirty six just
0: fucked up my taxes because <laughs> I there was um there's a box. So when you get married, there's a box and it says like married as the first option, and then it says like married or it's a single or filing separately. And what they don't say on the form, and maybe someone will learn something, uh, is that unless you are in a marriage where one person is the, quote, like, head of household and the other person is, like, a stay-at-home partner, you should not check married. Because we both got – we both checked married because we didn't know. And we just were like, we're married. And then we both got way more money – uh less money taken out of our taxes so more every week i guess but we didn't know that was happening so we weren't saving it like accordingly because they were assuming that we were the only income provider in our household but we both were working so then we owed several thousand dollars in taxes this year and i always got several thousand back when it was just me So I was like, I don't know if we'll get something back, but maybe we will. And like, I was really dependent on like, assuming we get some sort of refund and then not like dependent as in now we're in trouble, but I was just like, assuming we were going to get something back. And they were like, no, you actually owe $1,700. And I was like, yeah, cool, 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 cool. But
3: it's just like everybody in this country, I'm assuming in the world, I don't actually know, but has to do their taxes. Right. Everybody. And yet we never learn how to do it.
0: Nope. It's so
3: crazy how it, it's like we take driver's ed. We take, yeah. you know what I mean? Sex. Ed.
0: How hard would it be like, to have like a one semester high school class? That's like taxes and money management. Just like the concept of honestly, taxes.
3: That's too early. Like college. Sure. Like it, it's a requirement in, or I guess not everybody goes to college. So maybe like your senior, senior year, of high, year of high school, you're 18 yeah. years old. Yeah. This is
0: what's going to happen. Cause I think, The biggest problem beyond even taxes, which is like an issue, but I think the biggest problem for like younger people is looking at an amount of money and being like, I'm rich. I make $9 an hour. That is $36 in it, four hours. That's going to get me. And I'm saying like back when I was in, when I was younger, I understand that minimum wage is like abysmally small, even for a teenager, but you still... Like, you think you're making a certain amount of money, and then FAFs, like, not FAFs, so that's to do college, the FICA takes all your money, and then you first are hit with the idea of taxes, but then also you just don't, like, someone needs to sit you down and be like, okay, do you want to have a car? This is what a car payment looks like, or this is what car insurance looks like if you're not paying for the car, and this is what your cell phone costs. Even if you have parents that are going to pay for that stuff or continue to pay for it for a little while, like... Because then kids are like, I'm going to leave or I'm going to strike out on my own or I'm going to whatever. And it's like the secret costs of your life, you have no idea what they are because you've never been confronted with them.
3: I know. I I recently got, uh, so living in the city, I never really had a car, didn't need a car. And I recently got a car or like had a car when I was in high school, gave it to my sister, got it back. Now it's my car again. And my dad was talking to me and he was like, well, you know, you should really get it maintained. And I was like, what is that like it works what does
0: that mean yeah
3: it works like he's like well you're driving a lot more now so i was like but it 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 works he was like well when did you get the oil chain last and i was like i don't even know when never what and he, I was like, I don't know, a year, six, nine months. He was like, oh, it should be like every six. Months. I was like, how does anybody know this? Who tells us? They don't tell me.
0: <laughs> I just got my oil changed a couple weeks ago for the first time that I did it. My husband usually handles the car stuff, but he also yeah. was like, I don't know when we did it. And I was like, I was driving to Atlantic City and I was driving the headliner. And for some reason in my mind, I was like, we're going to get stuck. We're the entire show. Uh, and it's going to be my <laughs> fault. And so I was like. At, at one point I was like, I'm going to take it in for like a full maintenance. I don't even know what that means, but that felt really overwhelming <laughs> and I didn't have time. So I was like, very least I can do is get the oil changed. Like I'm going to go get yeah. an oil change. And that was probably like, I mean, it was obviously helpful to the car, but I think it was just like a placebo effect for me to be like, you took it to a place. They didn't tell you you were going yeah. to die on the highway. So I know.
3: Congratulations. But Yeah. He was like, get it maintained. I was like, well, they, do they just know what that means? Like if I go to a place and I'm like, can you maintain it like well they just know what that means i genuinely well, like do they know what to look at he's like well the wheel feels a little bit off I'm like what what do these things mean
0: truly don't know when we bought our first car they did tell us and i think it's car specific that your car, our car had certain milestones we should take it in. So 90, it was like also weird numbers. It was like, take it in at like 85,000 at 117,000 or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> can you like laminate this and glue this to my dashboard? Like, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Like, this is not like, a It's thing. in the
3: manual that you never, ever, ever are going to read. Never
0: going to read that. Not ever. Danny's like waiting for our second car to die now because he wants to get anything else. Like we bought it kind of in a panic because in COVID, our bosses didn't want us to take the subway. And we had one car and we could afford a second car. So we were like, okay, we're just going to do it. It's going to happen. But it was like, there was, I mean, used cars, there's like a huge, uh, since COVID, it's been really hard to find like a good used car because everybody bought them already.
3: Yeah. I also hear like hybrid cars or or electric cars are getting harder to get because people are trying to save money on gas.
0: Yeah, I would imagine because gas is crazy. But he now wants to go the other complete direction and get a truck and he is like, (laughs) <laughs> if I had a truck, it'd be good for the land. And I'm like, yeah, but, but do we need our own truck for that? I don't know. I don't know. It's a journey that we're on. I, I, I don't, I don't was like, if it. you get a truck that is a thousand percent just your car, because I'm not going to park a truck in Astoria. I'm not going to drive a truck <laughs> on the highway. Like, I'm not, this is not my truck.
3: Yeah. I just, the part that scares me, and I think about this a lot with, uh, um, like med what am I thinking of healthcare it's like I'm not trying to like brag but I'm like a relatively educated person like I I was well-schooled like I I have a a lot of knowledge and a lot of things but there's so many things where I'm like if you aren't educated or you don't yeah speak the language or like you don't have anyone to like tell you that you're getting scammed like there's just so many ways. To just, like, not know how to do the thing that you need to do to, like, be a successful human. Yeah. I've thought about that
0: a lot lately, even just with time. Because the amount of people that have to have, like, two jobs or a job with overtime or just work a ton just to exist or to keep their family afloat or whatever. Every time – I think of this every time I have a conversation with somebody that is a casual conversation but that I learn something in. So, like, if I'm having lunch with somebody or if I'm just, like, hanging out and they're, like – Oh, yeah, so I just took my car in, oh, how when are you supposed to do that? And then they tell me, and then I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna go make that appointment, or like I learn about like a discount on something or I learn about what whatever I learn about. I always now have this thought of like if I had to work Saturdays, I wouldn't know that like if I had to do this, I wouldn't know that, and it's it is like it's just people who already have some privilege getting more privilege, and like I there's nothing. I don't want to say there's nothing wrong with that because maybe that I'm wrong, but it's, it's just like, all you're doing is living your life, but it is tough because there's so many people that you just like, how do they even get a, a step in the right direction? You know what I mean? If they're just, because we've taken away everything from everyone. So they're just working and yeah. Trying to stay afloat.
3: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm ex- not kind of to bring it back full circle, but like I've lived in New York my entire life that in my entire adult life. And so I know the ins and outs of New York and I literally was Googling, how do you take the Metro in DC? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Is it a card? Is it it a, yeah. Yeah. Is
3: it a card? Is there an app? Like, am I going to get charged? Can I swipe it? Do I tap it? Like, I just was like, Oh, I I guess you learn one way or another and I'll figure it out trial and error. But like, it's like there, there's just not, there's never like an easy way. Like no matter what you do, if you do something new, Or if you're or or you get older and now you have this new task you have to do or whatever, like you always there's not going to be someone like holding your
0: hand. And 20 years ago, if you had moved to D.C., you wouldn't even be able to Google that. You just have to go to the train and see what happens, which is crazy to me. Are you excited about like because like every once in a while I like uh, idealize a situation like that where I'm like what if I did move somewhere new and I was in a new apartment and I got rid of all the stuff that's like in the way. And I just like was somewhere new. Like, wouldn't that be nice? Like, are you, are you excited about that or are you just kind of excited about the real things like being closer to your family and like,
3: no, I am. I'm excited about the new, about the new, about, about experiencing things for the first time about finding something out and feeling proud that I know this now. Uh, But I also as a person like really don't, I really get upset if I am like scammed. Mm. I mean, who isn't, but like, it like particularly hits me for some reason. So if I'm scammed or if I've been doing something the hard way, when there's a much easier way that I didn't know about, and I've just been like wasting my time. So I I, like, I'm nervous that I'm going to do things that get the end result, but like at a like a, the wrong way yeah and have be, like, somebody right be way. like oh
0: you did it that way you could have just driven this way or whatever like
3: yeah and like i'll be like oh i've been doing this for like five months you yeah know?
0: that's how so, I, feel I, I mean every time i go somewhere if i come home and people are like you were in this country or you were in this city and you, you didn't eat this pizza or whatever and i'm like just shut up yeah. you didn't tell me before don't give me crap about it now
3: <laughs> i know and luckily like obviously my my sister has lived here she went to gw university and in- so she's been in the city. But I mean, even like with the pandemic and two like she hasn't really been in the city for like almost two years, she's like, "I honestly don't know if anything's changed. <laughs> you know so yeah. and then, now- we have some,
0: yeah, go ahead. yeah,
3: no, I would say we have some friends who like are working in the d c area, um, so i I can ask them, you know, some stuff. and but I'm also like I'm the type of person who goes to a library and likes to like look up the book myself and likes to right. find it myself and likes to. Do all of the stages myself and be like, wow, I I found it. You know what I mean? Good so I'm me. that person. Yeah, exactly. So like, I I I can sense that I'll probably do a lot of just like see what happens, but then I'm also like, but I also want to do it. The I don't want to way. waste a
0: year, yeah, not knowing yeah. where to go.
3: Yeah. So um, it's a it's a it's a it's an up and down. It's an excitement. It's a nervousness. It's it's just a new. You know, Everything yeah. New is
0: I think that's exciting just, too because like. At this point in life, there's so few opportunities to like clean slate like yourself in some variety. Like, I know you're still going to be you and you're still going to like know people. And obviously you're going with Kate. So you're not like striking out on this like solo adventure. But like, yeah, I'm probably not going to leave New York like maybe ever. I mean, I don't know. It's definitely not not in the foreseeable future just because both of our careers are tied to here. Like all our friends are here. I just can't see come up with a reason we would. But, like, I also think it's exciting. Like, I was talking to my friend yesterday. He's going to St. Louis for six weeks to, like, work on a musical. and um, But he's just, like, going to be in a hotel and be in a different city. And St. Louis isn't, like, the most glamorous place in the world. But I was, like, kind of picturing myself being there and being like, oh, I'm in a hotel and I'm going to go find the good coffee. Because, like, even small cities now have, like, the good coffee. Like, I'm going to go... More walk around main street. Like, I don't know. Like I, I, I <laughs> like to do that when I travel for like comedy festivals or whatever. Um, yeah. And I just got excited like at the idea of, of like a new, cause I feel like it's also my, it's easiest for me to start a new positive routine in a new place or in a new, like a new job or a new apartment or whatever. It's like, okay, well now I'm going to cook more or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's a bad example, but I feel like it's exciting to have a chance to be like a reset on some stuff.
3: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like even today um, I was like driving, I was leaving. So my parents are in the area just visiting right now. And I was, we have the apartment we're getting it set up. We're not moved in by any means at all, but we have a couple of things here and there. And they were like, Oh, do you want to get lunch? And I was like, yeah, but I literally have no idea where. And so we like Googled a bagel place and found something like a drive, like a five minute drive away or whatever. And then my dad, yeah today was like at the apartment with me and he went somewhere and was like oh did you know that if you make a left (laughs) instead of a right there's a literal row of restaurants like with like across the street just around the corner like we we could have had the pick of
0: anything yeah yeah
3: we were just like we had just didn't know we were just like oh you know but if we had like you said like I just like to walk around just kind of get a feel for the area and like you just don't know what you're gonna get, but it was just so funny. I was like, we we literally like drove out of our way to was, avoid like, so many
0: quickly bopping over to this fun street of restaurants.
3: Exactly, because you just we just don't know. You just have no idea. I and also like, I was like, I don't even know where how I got here. Like I couldn't figure out. I'm I'm <laughs> couldn't a little bit directionally yeah. challenged. So I was like, ah. This will be interesting. My phone but just can't
0: die for the first three months I live here because I need masks. I know,
3: literally, I'm gonna buy like a bunch of portable chargers.
0: <laughs> That'll be fun though, because you're there now to like when Kate comes, like when you come down together, be like, "Oh, this is my spot. This is my restaurant. Like everybody knows know, me here." Right?
3: There's like a 24-hour diner like around the corner. I was like, "Great. That's Good key. To know.
0: That's great. That's
3: key." Yeah, so it's it's exciting. Well, so when you moved to New York, like you pretty much left new york like right away because you've got those all those
0: yeah jobs yeah i traveled a lot for the first like three years that i lived in new york like i was gone and i was gone every summer from new york until i was like 27 were you paying
3: for an apartment in new york but not living in new york
0: I would sublet for the summers because I've gone for three Mm. months and I could not afford to have paid for it. Um, But the other jobs, I would typically just be gone because it'd be like a month at a time or whatever and it would be Mm -hmm. like the 15th to the 28th or whatever. Like you couldn't sublet like that weird time. And I feel like now if it was... If it was now, because it's almost 15 years ago now that I was doing this, but if it was now, I feel like I could get on like a Facebook or whatever. We had Facebook, but it wasn't like groups and things. I feel like now I could be like, oh, I'm going to be gone for these two weeks. Does anybody want to pay me any amount of money for any part of this? Yeah. But then it was just still like status updates that like Emily is tired. Like before you could even write like I am this like that was what Facebook was then. So my
3: brain just went to how did you even sub how did you know how to find someone? Like what was the Internet like? back then? It <laughs> I mean, was it a wild
0: fucking ride. I mean, honestly, <laughs> we did have Facebook and a lot of it was just friends of friends. Like I would post like I need a sub yeah. for the summer. But yeah, And like a couple times it was friends of mine, like a friend of mine was doing like a fashion summer program actually from DC. So she came up and stayed and then I don't even remember Just now. Out.
3: Just works out for you, Emily. Just yeah. And find... New
0: York is a place people like to come for the summer. So it was yeah, exactly. it easy ish, but it was weird yeah. to be here when I was like 28. It was my first summer in New York. And I was like, this is a weird experience. Like to be here the whole time. It's real smelly. Yeah,
3: <laughs> It is really smelly. Ay, ay, ay. Well, it's going to be an adventure. And the fun part about this podcast is we can just keep checking in about both our lives and the adventures that we're having. And if you keep listening, listeners, you're just going to like hear our our life happen and our guests' lives happen. And yeah, we're still going to have guests. We just took a break yeah. from guests
0: to kind of check in. So don't worry. We're not changing the yeah, podcast not changing forever. The
3: and it's we're not becoming the Carly Moves to DC podcast. It's just, Every week I'm just, just like, did in you in eat lives? a new bagel? <laughs> Tell me about the Yeah, bagels. just to check in because, you know, there is this change and, you know, it would be weird to have this guest and then also have to address it. And so we just wanted to have a little check in. And now we're here and going forward, you can go back to listening to the guests. But yeah. that's a little bit more about me and Emily. Yeah. Um. Do you want to, is there a new place, Emily, that you've been letting, liking to eat alone recently? Oh, good question. Um.
0: So I'm actually doing a Whole30 right now, which is like a diet for a month where you like don't eat anything fun, basically. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of eating alone at work because uh I'm being judged. So I sit <laughs> I sit <laughs> away. Um, but I'm trying to think of a place like when I'm at shows and stuff. Nah phew, not really. Nothing I did okay. go to the Shake Shack somebody recommended the one that's like on eighth <gasps> the other it. day and that was a great lonely spot it was right before i started the whole 30 i was like i'm gonna go get a milkshake and change my life yeah um so that was good obviously that's just like shake shack i really wish i had something i'm like really racking my brain but (laughs) i just (laughs) haven't haven't dined much lately out and about nothing yet how about Um, you
3: my my new lunch spot well just uh just because i've been driving back and forth between new york and the virginia dc area a lot in the last few weeks it's just alone in the car me and my <laughs> me and my uh you know whatever it is to go my fries or my nuggets to go I was gonna and, say
0: are you doing fast food or are you doing road trip food
3: yeah pretty much it's uh it's whatever I can fit in the console and and easily pick up without having to like feel like I'm gonna yeah <laughs> put be a danger to myself nuggets
0: are a great thing for that second know, follow just, up alone at yeah. lunch question is there a spot you're gonna be sad you're leaving that you like to eat alone here?
3: Oh, good question. Um, I don't, well, there's this pizza place across from the hospital that I work at now that I really enjoy getting like just some like really weirdly large and like slices that are just like so like intense, ha- like intense. And I just I've been enjoying like treating myself to these like big slices of pizza like with, you know like an eggplant parm pizza mm, or yeah. ziti pizza or whatever it is and just like being outrageous for the day. And I have visited the hospital I'll be working at in DC, and I didn't really see honestly like anything Oof. in the area, so I'm a little bit nervous. You're gonna have to become a lunch packer I'll have person to find something. So I will miss that, Um, but. Yeah, I'm sure. I'll, I'm sure I'll explore something. I'll ask around. But yeah, these uh, the problem with these car trips is uh, I'm not very grateful when it comes to the dips. Mm. So I end up always like dipping my hands and then I have to touch the steering wheel. It's a whole thing. So yeah, you got to get yourself some I... wipes in that car. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. So that's it. That's that's our story. Um, anything that you want to promote or anything you got going on, Emily?
0: Not particularly. I mean, if you're in North Carolina and you don't know me. And you listen to this podcast, which I feel like might be for people, you know. Um, yeah. I'm going to be in Asheville and Charlotte doing like headlining sets in May. So I'll be promoting that later and hopefully some other, hopefully coming through Virginia. But like, I'm excited to do some some long sets and could be in Asheville. I love Asheville so much. So Heck yeah. That's kind of the only thing other than like the pod and live and life. And I'm going on my honeymoon, which isn't really a promotion, but I'm excited about it
3: that is very exciting uh way to bring it up in the last five seconds i know but we'll have to talk about cool. it next
0: time we don't have time yeah. but just i'm bragging i i we're going for three weeks and i feel like because we're american uh everyone is like whoa three are you quitting your job and i'm like why don't we just let people have joy in their lives like i know no, it's a long break but you like can't
3: <laughs> just let me live like <laughs> i know that's well, that's very exciting Um i'm excited that's we'll hear more about it in the upcoming episodes i'm sure and i am not promoting anything right now but keep a listen maybe if you're in the dc virginia area and you know you've been listening and you're i'll be i'll be around and uh you can you know find us at our normal handles
0: (laughs) the funny (laughs) walsh and carly j montag and alone at lunch pod that's
3: us uh, and for everyone, thank you guys so much for listening and keep it up. We got some excited things happening and uh, we'd love to keep you this guys listening. So thank you so much and good goodbye Bye.
0: Hey Prime members, you can listen to alone at lunch early and ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey.
1: If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin Podcast, Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on the Mr. Bolland podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple failed to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them,